0: Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, good morning. We continue our series, overcome, as this morning again we explore God's word as we look to look as we look to look. That's repetitive. As we look to God, to His love, to His compassion, His care during those troubling, unsettling, difficult situations. We often find ourselves in. And what we'll see as we explore God's Word today is that our problems are not necessarily unique, that we all face those challenges. And we are invited to f- focus on God's love, His promise, and His faithfulness. So, to do that, let's take a look at our theme verse, which we had last week. Our theme verse from Romans 8:7. Let's read these words together. 8:37, sorry. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. We have overcome in God's love for us in Jesus Christ, regardless of the situation we find ourselves in. So let's have a question to kind of prod our thoughts this morning and get us thinking along the theme of our message. The question is this, have you ever needed to be rescued? Have you ever needed to be rescued? Now, if you're a guy that's driving down the road and you, um, you know, the GPS is not giving you the right directions or whatever, and you're lost, you never need to be rescued, right? We know where we're going. That's the last thing I want to do: get out of the car and say, "Where do I need to go?" You know. Have you ever needed to be rescued? I'll give you a story back. About six years ago, I think wintertime, it was one of those kind of typical Nebraska winters where it snowed and rained and it got cold and it thawed. And of course, what happens to the streets? is they get these potholes. And if you remember a number of years ago, there were some potholes like on 84th Street and Superior Street that seemed like they took one entire lane. I don't know, they were about 12 feet deep or something like that. I I just remember running into a few of those going, but one time late at night, I got that daddy rescue call. Dad, you know, because my daughter was out with her friends, um, I ran into a pothole. I'm like, oh. Um, So what does that mean? It's like, well, the tire's flat. I'm like, all right, I said, I'll hop in the car, I'll be there as quick as I can. So I, you know, hop in there, get to the car, make sure I avoid the potholes so that I don't run into those. Get there, you know, use good dad arms, change the tires, they're all standing around watching me, you know, cheer me on, change the tire, change the tire, get the tire changed, got the donut on, thankfully the donut was in good condition, said, here, you take my car, I'll take your car, and I'll take it back home so you don't have to drive in the donut. Zipping back home on Superior Street, kind of a dark spot, and you know what jumped out and got my tire? A pothole. And, um, well, this time, I'd won up my daughter because I bent the rim. That's how good I did. And there was, you know, no one to call to rescue me. Well, actually, there was. Thankfully, I had AAA, and I called and said, Hello? Can you help, please? I need some rescuing because I've used the donut and it's broken. And of course, after a long while, they finally came and we got rescued. Those those rescue moments. You know, it's Mother's Day. Again, Happy Mother's Day to our mothers. I think one of the rescue moments that that our mom often had. And whether she remembers this or not, I don't know. But I remember growing up in Arizona. I was talking to a few of these together. We grew up in Arizona. One of the things you'd have in Arizona is black widow spiders. I don't know if you've ever seen a black widow spider. Kind of a cool black, little orange hourglass thing on there. You could find them all over the place. And I know if there was a spider, we're like, ah, spider. Mom had a way of rescuing us from the spider. It's kind of hard for you to see on live stream. You might hear it. It was usually like this. Maybe an over-exaggeration. I don't know. My mom's probably watching. She can tell you if that's accurate or not. But she would. She'd stomp that spider dead, and we were rescued from that, you know, venomous, dangerous, black, little spider. We all have moments when we need to be rescued, whether we realize it Or not, especially we have those moments, those situations we find ourselves in, we desperately are in need of rescue. And that's where we find God's people today. This text of Exodus that we heard just a few moments earlier God's people are in need of rescue. And this is the truth we're going to find in today's scripture that regardless of your present situation, God will not abandon you. Regardless of your present situation, God will not abandon you. Let's go back to the promise that Jesus gave to his followers before he returned to heaven. You know, I'm with you always. We hear this so often in scripture. God being with his people. Well, This morning we're going to focus in on these words of, prior to our text. From Exodus chapter 2 verses 24 and 25. Let's read these words together. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God saw the Israelites being oppressed and was concerned about them. Now, let's kind of back into this text. Just in case you're not as familiar with this text, make sure you understand kind of what's going on here. This is, you know, Exodus, the book of Exodus. And what happened is that about 400 years ago, God's people, a.k.a. the Hebrew people, people, the descendants of Joseph, moved to Egypt. Now, the descendants of Joseph. This is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So, Jacob had 12 sons. One of the 12 sons was Joseph. You know, in that opening video, if you saw that, they talked about Leah, you know, who, you know, he didn't favor that wife, and he had, you know, Rachel, whom he loved, and they had two sons from her and Ten from the other, and one of those sons was Joseph, and he loved Joseph. This is Joseph, and the you know the code of many colors, and his brothers get jealous. Moms can understand that if you've got siblings, how jealous they can get. They think one is loved more than the other, and it was obvious that Dad loved Joseph more. He favored him. So they decide they're going to rough him up, beat him up, you know, decide they're going to murder him. And then one of the brothers says, well, let's not kill him. But, you know, we'll throw them in this cistern. And then these guys will sell him into slavery and get rid of that jerk. And so they do that. Joseph then, you know, is in Egypt. He is a servant, a slave, you know, in prison. The Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, has a dream about, that he can't understand about these, you know, thin cows. And Joseph is able to interpret the dream and says, hey, there's going to be a famine in the land. You better get ready. And so the Pharaoh puts Joseph in charge. And in doing so, you know, saves Egypt and also all the nations from all the surrounding communities come into Egypt because they are the only place that has saved grain for those years of famine, including Joseph's family. And of course, if you're familiar with the story, you know that his brothers come. They don't recognize him, you know, and he kind of plays a little game with them, but eventually reveals himself, hey, it's Joseph. And they're terrified, and he says, hey, man, I forgive you. God had a plan here. And God's people then move to Egypt. They settle in there. You know, they establish their roots. But again, now 400 years has passed. And a number of things have happened. One, the population of these Hebrew people has continued to grow. And the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt at this time, has kind of forgotten who Joseph was. Again, it's been several hundred years And the people then, in response to this, become a threat. And so the Pharaoh gives three commands. First is we're going to enslave these Hebrew people. We're going to give them harsh taskmasters. Secondly, we're going to ask the midwives to kill the baby boys when they are first born. And when that doesn't work, when that fails, then he has all the baby boys rounded up to throw them into the Nile River. And of course, again, in this video, we had Moses' mother, who decides she's going to spare her baby boy by putting him in this basket, you know, and he floats down the river to the princess of Egypt who sees him as a gift and she adopts him as his own son. So now Pharaoh grows up as a, Pharaoh, sorry, Moses grows up as a prince of Egypt, like the DreamWorks, you know, cartoon, if you saw that movie a number of years ago, of the prince of Egypt. it has got some things accurate, takes some liberties. But Pharaoh, or Pharaoh, I'm stuck on Pharaoh. Moses, you know, grows up then in the house of the Pharaoh. And as he grows up, he eventually learns about his Hebrew heritage. And as he learns about his Hebrew heritage, that this is his story, he then has this conflict between what he's been raised to believe to what is part of who he truly is. And then one day he sees a Pharaoh's taskmaster, an Egyptian taskmaster, beat and, and kill Hebrew, and he just loses it. He kills that taskmaster. He's murdered, and so he flees for his life out into the wilderness. He's there for for years, you know, gets married, has a family, and begins questioning why this mountain is rumbling and thundering, kind of like maybe it was last night, and decides to investigate. Goes up there, and he finds this bush consumed in flames, but not burning. It's called a theophany, because there in there. Moment, And that spot is God. And God says those words. I have heard my people. I am aware of the groaning. And, and, and the words there is not that God just heard. But God hears with compassion. God hears with love and intention. And think about, you know, for us, again, on Mother's Day, many of us, as we think about our mothers, our mothers heard a lot. Sometimes it was amazing what they can hear, right? When you thought you could get away with something, and mom heard everything. But also, too, there are those moments when you thought maybe you were all alone, when you were afraid and uncertain, when you were hurt, and mom heard. And mom was right there. So here in these words of Hebrew, we are told that our God is a God who hears who listens with compassion, with care, and with love. And this is not the only place we hear about this. In fact, you know, from this, you know, we hear, read this in Exodus 2 as God is talking to Moses. Then we get to Exodus 4, where Moses and his brother Aaron are sharing with God's people. And the people are excited. God has heard and listened to us. See, again, regardless of your situation, God will not abandon you. And the people begin to understand this. And ultimately, as God rescues them from slavery, as God eventually brings them into their own land, to the promised land, as they encounter other situations from their own fault, their own failures, their own sins, from the sins and faults and failures of others, they are again and again reminded they have a God that will not abandon them, a God that's always listening and caring for them. We see examples of this throughout Scripture. Let's take a look here at 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel 22, 7, we read together, I called on the Lord in my distress. I called to my God for help. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry for help reached his ears. So the God of the universe who is in his temple, the creator of all things, hears your cry, my cry. hears our cry for help. Psalm 34, let's read together. The Lord's eyes are on the righteous. His ears hear their cry for help. Again, our God does not turn a deaf ear to us. Our God hears our cry. Our God knows our need. Our God cares for you. He cares for us. Then Isaiah 59. The Lord is not too weak to save or his ear too deaf. To hear. Say so again, regardless of your present situation, regardless of the circumstances you find yourselves into find yourselves in, God will not abandon us. God hears. Ultimately, we know that God hears because God is the God who is faithful to his promise. Because just like Moses, God used Moses to rescue the people. God was Moses' answer to a cry for rescue for help. Moses Moses is pointing to a greater prophet, to one who is going to rescue us from everything, from sin, from uh, the devil, even from death itself. And that, of course, is Jesus. God, in all of his glory, in all of his power, wrapped in human frailty, God comes to rescue. Because God has heard our cry. He's heard the cry of all creation, of all humanity since the fall, that we are in need of rescue. And He hears and He listens and He cares and He puts into action His plan to save. That in Jesus Christ, the death that He died for us and the life He lived for us as a risen Savior, Christ is risen. Indeed, hallelujah. Let me make sure that you are still awake. That our God is a God who rescues, who saves. Regardless of the situation you find yourself in at this moment, regardless of your present situation, God will not abandon you. God hears your cry. God knows your need. And in Jesus, he rescues you. So here's a challenge for us to think on, to pray on, to wrestle through this week. What is one area in your life that you can give over to the care of God? Maybe you've got more than one. And if you're like me, sometimes it's a guy, again, driving down the road. I'm not going to ask for directions. I'm not going to ask for directions. Sometimes I've got to admit, Lord, I need you. So this is our opportunity to say, Lord, I need you, and to know that he hears and he cares. To know that regardless of what our situation is, God will not abandon us. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing love and grace. We give you thanks and praise that just like people long ago who faced difficult situations, whose circumstances seemed overwhelming, the Lord, they could call out to you and they knew that you heard and you cared that you would not abandon them, that you would come. We thank you that in Jesus you have come, that in Jesus you hear all of our prayers, that we can take all of our needs to you. Bless us, Lord, as we bring all of our situations, all of our circumstances, everything that's a part of our lives, to your care. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location. Please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.